I am Blake. She's Amanda. And her catchphrase is... There you go. Let's review everything. Welcome to Let's Review Everything, a podcast where we review everything. Um, I'm going to guess that nothing's new with you. (laughs) Since we've been talking all day. Yeah, so we record two (laughs) podcasts a day, so this is our second one, right? Yep. yep. And I know that with Amos, you didn't have anything new. No, I I remembered what I was going to tell you before, but it's still not interesting. I want to hear it. We have to hear it. You Uh, can't talk about something and not talk about it. That's the rules of podcasting. Okay. Well, I don't even know if you guys know what, what this is, dry shampoo. What is dry shampoo? Like a lot of women use it to, you just um, spray it on your hair. Okay. In between washings, if it gets greasy or whatever, you can spray on this dry shampoo and scrub it into your scalp. Is it, does it clean your hair? It like, it makes it look clean, um, at least. And it makes it smell good. It has, it's usually got like a What's the scent. difference between that and leave-in conditioner? Well, conditioner, you know, just makes it softer. Okay, so shampoo. And more manageable. Cleans, but the dry shampoo like soaks up the grease and makes it look fresh. So at no point when you you would do dry shampoo then dry conditioner. Uh, no, I think that would just start your problem all over again. Does anyone read? Do you read the instructions on shampoo and to do what it says? No. Okay, because it always says like rinse and repeat, but it yes. doesn't seem like when do you stop? It also tells you how much to use, but I don't do that either. Yeah. Well, we're not reviewing shampoo. No, but I was going to tell you about the dry shampoo. I got some for my dog because they make dog dry shampoo now and it smells, she smells horrible. And every time we go outside in the rain, she smells worse because it's been so rainy for like a week. Yeah. So she just reeks. And then I was buying her dog food the other day and I saw dog dry shampoo and I was like, yes. Was it Now she smells like peaches. Was it Martha Stewart brand? No. She started making dog stuff. Yeah, she does make dog stuff, but this wasn't it. Okay. This is some other brand. That sounds like a really good idea. She smells great now. It works. Couldn't you just also Febreze your dog? (laughs) I don't think so. And that is my (laughs) um, transition into our uh, guest. Last time, Neil, you were on, we did air fresheners. Mm -hmm. So that's the transition. That's the Febreze too. (laughs) I don't think you need to explain it. I think it was like a dad joke. I think okay. I need to explain it. But Neil, <laughs> welcome back. How are you, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. It was a good segue. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't think your I don't think your mic is working. There we go. I think we fixed you. You sound much so. better now. Okay, good. All right, Neil. Welcome back. What are we reviewing this week on Let's Review Everything? This week we're going to review catchphrases. Let's do an icebreaker. Everyone you work with either quotes Anchorman Mm -hmm. or Borat or you use catchphrases effortlessly and you don't notice. So was was that three choices or they only quote those two movies, two characters? What I'm saying is you work work at the type of office in which Anchorman quotes – Catchphrases. Yeah. And Borat quotes and catchphrases yeah. are used nonstop. Uh, so the my wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the like 80% of the time it works 60, you know, whatever that, you know. 50% of the time it works 100% of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Like yeah. 
Anchorman in yeah. the office yeah, is yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A, a very horrible thing that happens very often. <laughs> yeah. With a certain age bracket of white guy. Um, or you're that guy, basically, or gal, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you use catchphrases all the time. You don't notice that you're using them, but everyone else does. Would it surprise you if I told you I worked in an office where that first scenario was the the norm, except it was like mostly family guy quotes? This was like in the mid aughts, and that's how people uh, communicated in the office. It no, I totally like, agree. Uh, there's like a certain person at my work that everyone says, man, you should be a comedian to this guy. And all he does is like quote movie yeah. catchphrases, like in, in certain situations and everyone like knee slap laughs at him. Um, man, it's bad. Is his timing good? Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. But it's still like that type of humor nonstop. Yeah. I would deal with the first one because I could just quit. <laughs> right? If, if I was tired of it, I could I'm just gonna go say with- that it happens everywhere you go. <laughs> so if, if I quit and was like, I'm gonna be a real estate agent, I'm not gonna have anyone working around me like all of my clients then would all start your clients like do yeah. stuff yeah. up. I would drive you mad. You become a stay at home dad, your children. But that, but I don't get paid to do that. It doesn't matter. It's just it's just whatever your quote job is. Yeah. All right. So it's it's either would I rather bother people incessantly by only using catchphrases, mm-hmm. or would I rather have would myself rather be, be bothered? bothered? By everyone around when I'm when I'm quote unquote working, you know, I, I guess like I'm not going to try and pick this apart. Uh, I would go with the uh, first one and, and just deal with people. Yeah, you know, because like the work environment I had in the in the mid aughts, it, it was that, and and it wasn't bad. If you found a way to like fit in with that and throw the quotes back, you know, mm-hmm. it, it created a sense of cheesy camaraderie. But yeah, it, it was still there. Maybe you could um, introduce another movie from time to time. Well, I. I <laughs> Here's office space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. The fax machine uh, scene on repeat for these people. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I would rather be bothered than bother people, too. There was one guy in that office that if you quoted the Princess Bride, you wouldn't be able to stop him from, like, going straight in and, and, and recap, like, line by line, giving the movie back. I think the idea of losing self-control is horrible like you want it you want to be very self-aware so i agree i think the right answer and this one is definitely just put up with anchorman and borat the my wife thing like is the worst <laughs> i don't i don't hear that too much but i also um you know don't work out it, what if your children just started like anymore. doing my wife oh even even like j- making fun of my wife saying and doing the my wife makes yeah. me yeah. cringe I think it would sound funny coming from my kids. What's your catchphrase if you're in a cartoon? Hmm. Your personality. What's your catchphrase? My personality? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. I'm probably one of the powder puff girls then. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to be the one with the red hair. It's a cartoon. No, I was going to be Bubbles. Mm -hmm. That's more. Yeah. Was Blossom the red-haired one? I can't remember. I just remember that one part where her, like, uh, ponytail got shot by the meat gun and it turned into, like, a drumstick. (laughs) The show was trippy. It was a weird show. It was a weird show. Even in, like, the lead-up, I mean, they were built out of drugs, right? Yeah, Chemical X. Yeah. Yeah. They were built out of drugs. Yeah, that's why the eyes were so I don't remember stuff that they say, though, but, I mean. Mm, Neither do I. I don't know what my catchphrase is. Your catchphrase is woot-woot. 
We've already yeah, well, done. But it really shouldn't be. That's that's I mean, what it is. I say that to fill space sometimes. <laughs> uh, what are the, what are the things that you yell at your? So we all have kids here. What yeah. are the things that you yell at your kids more than anything else? Is there like one thing that you repeatedly say to your kids that you catch yourself saying? Um, there's a lot of things probably that I do, but one thing that I that I say is "mind your own biscuits." That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's a catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, it is. I say it to my oldest kid when she is like telling me what the other one's doing or asking me why I'm doing stuff. I just say, mind your own biscuits. I also say, come on about a hundred times a day, which is not necessarily like a catchphrase, but it would be one of mine. Hurry up. Come on. Mine's, are you serious? That happens. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I do say that. And I say, really? My my son gets come on wrong. And he says, dot com. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. He was doing that when he was four. I don't know if he does it so much recently, but he went through a phase there. It was dot com. Have you ever met um, someone who tries their best to create catchphrases? I knew this guy when I worked at Apple who would say um, dot com after like any anything to make. I don't know. Like, like if I were to say, are you serious? He'd be like, are you serious? Dot com. Like to emphasize oh, like. What I just said, he yeah. would dot com after it. That was his bazinga. Yeah. Uh. I'm not, I don't think I've known anybody who like tried to, to like make something happen. Like really? That. He would say that's the bomb.com. Yeah. That's an old one. Yeah. That's a catchphrase. Bomb.com yeah. is like a, that's a, that's a catchphrase yeah. that the people use in general. Um, I used to make up words just for, just for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, just I for started, the halibut? Yeah, I started this That's when I was in uh, in retail sales because I would get bored. And so I'd try and find ways to amuse myself. So I'd make up words and work them into sales conversations with customers <laughs> to see if they would notice and try and correct they me. They would, like, pick up on it? Yeah, like I would, you know, I used to sell TVs and fancy electronics, right? And, yeah. and I would come in and I would, you know, well, you know, that this big screen TV is different than, you know, a lot of the Crepulent brands you'll see at other companies. <laughs> that's right. Crepulent's not a word. That came right. from you. <laughs> that's not a word. I made that up and no one ever corrected me about it. I forgot about that because I've known you for a really long time. Maybe yes. like at least like what, 20 years? Yeah. I'd round, uh, we met in the year 2000. Yeah. So it's coming up on uh, 20 years. Almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember that. And we actually, that, that word did catch on in our group of people that yeah, several people said, yeah. said that for a while. As in like, it is like a crepe. <laughs> no, that it's like something really shitty. Yeah, my, crepulent. It's a, like also decrepit yeah. and oh, okay. what else? Corpulent. <laughs> corpulent. Isn't that fat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was my word to mean that something was built at low quality. Like the, the moment it left the factory, it was of low quality. Crepulent. Yeah. It just makes me think of crepes. Like I can't. Well, the store I worked at was right down the strip mall from coffee a place and that, crepes. yeah, a place that sold coffee and oh, crepes I've called Coffee a, and Crepes. Um, I want to, I want to talk about crepes now because I think that <laughs> crepes, um, are amazing, but also that if there were more crepe stores, mm-hmm. there are more, um, puns you can make for crepe stores than I think anything else. So Ryan should review crepes with you. Yeah. Like crepe expectations you hate them no he makes the best puns yeah yeah okay i mean you could just there's so many crepe puns you could make okay that's what i'm getting at so it's going to be a dad episode yeah i want to open up a store called crepe expectations i think there probably is already one i think you're too late 
I went to a place, um, the best pun bar I've ever been to was Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. It's really good. It's like past bat. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I want to go there. Yeah. And it I was a there. karaoke bar mm-hmm. slash tequila bar, yeah. which is okay. like, yeah. and it's called Tequila Mockingbird. Perfect. Yeah. There's nothing better. See, I see it with um, salons, those play oh, on words. Yeah. Curl up and die. Curl up and die. Oh. Those guys, kind of things. You know what my first job out of college was? Um, I worked at the North Carolina Board of Cosmetic Arts. Really? So all I did was file um, names for salons. And oh, so, really? And then, so I had a collection of those, and then I also had a collection of old headshots that I found from the 90s oh. um, of, like, uh, hairdressers that went on their licenses and, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And so for a while, um, I was, of uh, the best ones, I was taking pictures of them and... <laughs> And sending them to people because they were amazing. Because the hair. Is it like glamour glamour shots, basically? Yes, they all did glamour shots Mm -hmm. because you would get it done at, uh, so you'd get it done after you get your license. Yeah. And they would come glammed up and there was just a blue back, a green screen. And they put like. Uh, that swirly blue that you would see, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like the get, old yeah. school like the photos. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd have that like swirly blue, not the wow. cool galaxy one that you could pick in elementary school, <laughs> but the swirly blue would be the, and they would have amazing hair. Yeah. Just, wow. just bl- amazing blown out, like curls where there shouldn't be curls. It was just yeah. wonderful. Cause that headshot was like their resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got to show the skills. Are you guys ready <laughs> to review catchphrases? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We need to get a definition of catchphrases, which actually was a little bit more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Um, this part has caused me so much anxiety in trying to prepare for this. Oh, yeah? It has the fact that you're preparing anxiety. for it is, is saying something. The definition I found on the internet was a well-known sentence or phrase, especially one that is associated with a particular famous person. Okay. So that's pretty general still. So my follow-up question to that is, is a catchphrase chosen like it's manufactured and then put out there? Or is it something that happens that the public attaches to and then through whatever, not just social media, but through TV, through movie, through whatever media, it catches on yeah, and then it becomes a catchphrase or does it matter? I think content creators and marketers have weaponized the catchphrase. I think yeah. that there was a time when a catchphrase was just something that someone was known to say, like your, your friend who would try and put .com on stuff to, to, you know, really punch the punchline. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just something, a part of their personality that they would, that they would use. Right. And in marketing and in writing for shows, you can build a talking point that will continue after someone has absorbed that content. If you can work in something that's memorable and quippy and yeah. easy to replay. And that's where the uh, catchphrase has been turned into a, a, a marketing thing. So it's like, you know, we're writing a character. It's going to be on the sitcom. He's nerdy. He's funny. You know, what, what's his catchphrase going to be is something mm-hmm. that would be discussed in that room. Did I do that? Oh yeah. Okay. Let's put that on there and we can work that into the thing. Anytime something happens, yeah. that's clearly his fault. He'll toss that out there for laughs and other people will be able to pick it up and use it too. Cause it's that easy. Right. 
and it a catchphrase, a good one, embodies the um the character in one small phrase, right? That's right. A good one is like a metaphor for an aspect of that character, right? Yeah. A bad one is like Grape Ape, who would just say his name. Grape Ape. That was yeah, that was yeah. his catchphrase. I mean, how brain dead is that? Yeah. yeah. So is it bo- it's both then, right? Yeah, I think that, so you can manufacture it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably, probably really most difficult. Of it. And I would say that like catchphrases from movies are usually never really manufactured, but the TV sitcom really mm-hmm. kind of they figured out how to manufacture catchphrases like full house, which I think is the most catchphrased show that has ever existed. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. In fact, I have, I didn't put any on my quiz. Um, okay, good. Then we'll go through it, dude. Yeah. There was something, dude. uh, Is that what it was? You got it, dude. That's from full house. Yeah. I think cut uh, it out. Totally. Yep. Uh huh. Here we go. So I have. Uh, okay. Oh, we got. We'll go, we'll go back to the definition because I want to ask a few more questions about it because everyone's interested in that, right? But here are the twenty best Full House catchphrases. Ranked. There's twenty. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Oh please. Yeah. What's going on? That's one. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think he would even slow it down sometimes. Oh, I don't remember that one. Bob Saget would say, "What's going on?" Well, blow me down. Oh God! From Joey, I guess he did do that. Also, what I really hated about that character is that Bob Saget was an actual real comedian, and they mm-hmm. brought in a actor to be the comedian. And I don't know, that's weird, right? Yeah, <laughs> he was on that Nickelodeon show where he did comedy. I mean, like that that guy, Coulier. Yeah, uh, he he was not an unfamiliar to comedy. I don't think he was a stand-up comedian, though. I don't know. I, I don't know Dave's catalog. Yeah, I don't either. Um, all right. Oh, <laughs> oh my Lanta. I remember that uh, one now. No way, Jose. How is, huh, H-E-H question mark. Uncle Jesse is just like any other super sensitive band lead singer. Oh, wait. No, I can't. Huh? Yeah, he would deliver it like that. It was, yeah. it was meant to be, you know, a situation where he felt uh, uncomfortable and confused and he would draw it out like, huh? huh? Oh. I remember that. Yep. On nuts. On nuts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Will pin a rose on your nose? Oh, that's just a really old yeah. saying. I think they just tried to give that one to Stephanie because she had so little as the middle child on the show. Like, All right. So I'm going to scroll down to number have two. Have mercy. I remember that Have one mercy. Too. And number one. Nerd Bombers? Uh, the coolest name for a band ever? How is that not a band? Yeah, that would be a good band. Nerd Bombers. I don't remember yeah. that one at all. No. her. Um, I know that obviously no one can see this, but she's wearing probably the coolest sweater I've ever seen. That's a super 80s sweater. Right? So it's <laughs> like a pink dot and then what looks like the tip of a yellow pencil kind of overlapping on I would rock the hell out of that sweater. <laughs> That's just a simplified rendition of the rug here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows the Let's Review Everything rug, which um, has been identified as a female moose, thanks to Neil. I'm almost certain that's a female <laughs> moose that would be resting on. Well, you're almost certain is better than our, uh, yeah. we have no ideas, so. <laughs> All right, so moving on from um, from that, a slogan. What's the difference between a slogan and a catchphrase, because I feel like they're in the same Venn diagram. Like, they live next to each other. Yeah, they do. Just like I'd a meme. Just, mm-hmm. I think a meme is somewhat like the now version of a catchphrase. 
Like, what are those? That's like a meme. It's a catchphrase. Yeah. And I think a, a slogan is one that is intentionally designed for marketing purposes. Right. Like and it becomes a, a catchphrase if it's like repeatedly used in other situations right. or by other people. So a slogan, like you said, has to be created and it could, a successful slogan becomes a catchphrase. Yes. I think so. And not in all situations, but I think mostly, right? Yeah, that sounds right. A catchphrase is a little, can be a little bit more organic mm-hmm. than a slogan. Maybe. I don't know. Um, weird. Uh, what are other TV sitcoms that are like all? Don't, don't go too far into my oh. realm. All right. <laughs> that sounds like it's time for. What are we calling this segment? What did we call it last time? Um, time for school, bitches. It's time for school, bitches. <laughs> that's your catchphrase? The Amanda. That's my, that's it's my Amanda's pop now. quiz. It's time for school, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, so I've been doing I've been doing little quizzes for the past couple of episodes. They're not on all of them, but. It's our um, new hottest segment. It's time for school, bitches. Yeah. So we're going to ask some. I'm going to ask some, not we. You're going to answer them. Uh, I have some questions, and these are, I want, I'm going to give you the catchphrase, and I want you to give me where it came from, and this is only movies and TV. I didn't include, there's so many that I didn't include, like, songs or advertising slogans or any of that stuff. This is only movies and TV. Got it. And this is just to see, some of this, too, people might not even say anymore, but it was popular, so... I remembered it, like, from when it was popular with me. All right, so you guys just, I'm not going to go turn by turn. I'm just going to have you say w- right. whatever it is. Who says it first? With the buzz in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to see, if you if you mention any that are on my little soundboard, I'm going to play them. Okay, cool. All right, so the first one I'm starting off with may or may not be familiar to everyone, but I think you'll know it. I'm Rick James, bitch. That's Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood stories from The Chappelle Show. Holy fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pair. That's I'm just going to, even if they're not, I'm going to play. That's them. so worked. I like that one a lot. All right. This one, everybody knows. You talking to me? You talking to me? Taxi. Taxi driver. Taxi driver. Um, I think I have that, but I can't find it. Damn it. Do you have it? Did you know I'm F. <gasps> no, that wasn't it. Oh, well, let's skip to the next one, which was as if. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That was perfect then. <laughs> I'm F. Who said as if? I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I know that people would say that. I thought it was just like a Valley Girl, like. It's the Valley Girl movie. Um, uh-huh. Oh, Clueless? Yeah. yeah sure. I okay. came from Clueless. Okay. You might have this one. I don't know. I don't know what's on your list. Okay. That's Mr. Mackey from South Park. I don't, but I have this. Oh, my God. They killed Kitty. You bastard. See, now I feel like that one from South Park was a catchphrase that they wrote into every episode because mm-hmm. someone there was like, dude, you, your cartoon show has got to have a catchphrase. You know, we, we, want, we want people to remember this one. And then, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge. An afterthought? Well, no, no, no. I, I think it was there like from almost the very beginning. Okay. You know, South Park had some. Uh, clips that they would include mm-hmm. in like animation festivals and stuff before they got their own show. Okay. But I think that they killed Kenny um, 
trope was something that they they wheeled out in the very first episode of the show. I can't remember, but I think at some point they got sick of it. And they were like, guys, we, we're not going to have this killed Kenny thing anymore. You know, he's going to survive the episodes. We're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. Well, yeah, I remember some episodes where they just got like, so, oh, my God, you killed Kenny. Yeah. You bastard. <laughs> they were just like, they even okay, well, even the fake characters were sick of it. We it don't care about this anymore. Yeah. They brought in Butters and he was much more interesting. Oh, yeah. Butters. I forgot about him. All right, what you got? All right, what else did we say? Okay, this one. You guys, you guys might get this right. My uh, everyone else I asked got it wrong, but I pity the fool. That's Mr. Mr. T. It is, but Lord what's it from? Hell. That's Mr. T Lord from Rocky Three, because Rocky he three. feels bad for the beating you're going to get for being so ignorant. <laughs> everyone think, yeah, else uh, thought it was from A Team. Yeah, I would have said it was from A Team. I'm not going to lie. It is from Rocky Three. He never said it on the A Team. Which is too bad, because that is definitely his catchphrase. Yes. Uh, go ahead, make my day. That's from Dirty Harry. That's the character. Uh, yeah, I don't know the name of the movie. I'll be honest with you. Sudden Impact, which I didn't know, because everyone knows just Dirty Harry. That's yeah. all they know, because that's like his catchphrase now. Yeah. All right. my One of my favorite movies that I bring up often on here. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Die Hard. Obviously. But I've heard other people use this one, too. This one, I see a lot. A lot. And you probably do, too. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Gone with the wind? Gone. Holy ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> I just have all of these Batman sayings from the original <laughs> Batman. I don't even know why I have them on here because I don't know. <laughs> I, had, I did have a Batman one on here, and I took it off because I was like, it just says. Oh, I had Batman. an 18 one. Damn it. I pity the fool goes home crying to his mama. There we That's go. A, I pity the fool. There he is. All right. I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse. Godfather. Godfather. Say hello to my little friend. Scarface. You're killing it, Neil. And for my sh- favorite show as a kid, I love it when a plan comes together. I don't know that. That's the 18. That's the 18. That's what, um, Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. Wasn't it weird that he he always had gloves on? What was that? Yeah, and a, a, he would like smoke Maybe his he had cigar eczema. with. He had like severe psoriasis. <laughs> yeah, leading these paramilitary. <laughs> and they're like, operas. no, no, you got to cover that up. Put some yeah. gloves on. Um, that was quiz time, and Neil killed it. Yeah, can you have um? Can catchphrases be noises or music? Yeah, really. I- Cause, okay. so is, that one's kind of a noise. And schwing is just a noise, oh. really. Yeah. Is this is this schwing. a catchphrase? Probably not. No, I would say like the song the song from um Batman. Is that considered one? Catchphrase? I don't think so. I think you can have a non-phrase catchphrase where it's a noise or one word. Like bazinga. Yeah. But I don't think you can have Ugh. A musical riff count as a catchphrase. Okay, yeah. But don't I mean like if people say the the Jaws theme when something is about uh, to happen? We yeah. need to invent a uh, word for that. Hmm. Right, because that that's like a that's a legit thing. You know, people, people do that. Would use it in a similar uh, context. You know, uh oh, it feels like this meeting is getting too serious. Uh, um, no. Yeah. Or the uh, Debbie Downer noise. Wah, wah. Yeah. yeah, that one definitely. I hear that all uh-huh. the time. Uh, yeah, there's got to, I mean, because it's it's somewhere, it's kind of like an onomatopoeia, but not, right? 
if I knew what that was. Isn't an onomatopoeia the thing that's like words that sound like the, um, like yeah. bang is an onomatopoeia, right? Or am I making that up? It is. No, that's totally right. Okay. It's easy for words that are a sound effect. I'm trying to think of an onomatopoeia one where it, um, like, I guess swing isn't one, but it is uh, one. Schwing. Schwing. Um, chickadee, right? A chickadee is a bird, but that's the call that the bird also Also makes. what it says. Oh. Or like a yeah. whippoorwill. Yeah, like that. But again, it's like it's exactly what the, the sound is. Okay. There are some other examples of onomatopoeia where it's not um, like a clatter. You know, that's not necessarily like a, a – I don't know. Maybe that's another same example of it. It's a sound. But there mm-hmm. needs to be a term for noises – that embody situation like situational awareness is that that kind of where we're getting at or i guess it that's weird there probably is a really scientific word for this and we just don't yeah. know it. would you it count like a exists. fart sound like a well-placed fake fart sound um only if the situation embodied a fart sound well, no no i mean it's just like you know you're you're in a meeting you know, someone drops their papers and they bend over to pick it up and someone else is like, no, that's just a bad joke. Well, aren't these all just bad jokes? Are, are they? Because when I, when you guys were talking about it, I thought it was a very good point that like, uh, like the, so the Debbie Downer thing, like, when, yeah. you know, if, if all of a sudden someone's being a Debbie Downer and someone goes, wah, wah, like everyone knows that that person was being a Debbie Downer. No one said stop being a Debbie Downer. Said someone made a noise that pointed all of that out. Right. Okay. Like that to me. Yeah. And the same thing, you can do that with the shark noise. Yeah. Uh, like, but I don't know. I don't think we're going to go anywhere with this. Maybe not. If someone's listening and they know that what that word is. Type it in on our comments section. Um, instead, I'll just put this here. Holy mashed potatoes. All right. <laughs> Sound in Freud. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I don't even know what some of these are. What is this? F. Oh, we did that yeah. already. We did that one. I should delete them as I do it. Um, go in order so that. Was You're right, Alice. You're a regular right. Hope they like those jokes on the moon because that's where you are going. So that's an interesting, the honeymooners, right? Yes. That, he always just joked about hitting his wife and that was right. his catchphrase. Right. That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> to the moon, Alice. And he would say, doesn't he say, pow, right in the kisser? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a joke about hitting your wife. And that was the <laughs> catchphrase. I watched that show as a kid, which now is just like, what the heck? Why was I watching that? Dude, final episode, 1956. Okay. First, First episode, 1955. <laughs> Why does that show seem so old? Why does it seem older than that? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. So, so that's baby boomers, right? Uh, that's around the time they were born. So this is what their parents, the greatest generation, would have been watching at the time. Sure. Baby boomers would have been like kids watching this. Like they would have watched Dennis the Menace, something yeah. more geared towards them. Didn't Dennis the Menace have a catchphrase? Oh, I'm sure. Mr. Wilson. Like Mr. Like, Wilson. Yeah. I'm sure he said other stuff too, though. That's sitcom catchphrases. All right. So number 20 was Honeymooners. So we'll move on. How you doing? Oh, I yeah. hated that show. Matt asked me about that when he, what, like why I didn't put that on there. But I was just like, I don't know. I think everybody remembers that that came from him. Hello, Newman. Uh, I liked it better oh, yeah. when he would say Newman's name. Uh, out of frustration. No, man. Seinfeld was one of those shows. I was, you know, I'm 
as people know, I'm not like a Seinfeld guy. I think it's fine. I just never got into it. And I know that that's like comedy blasphemy, but whatever. Um, they That's one of those shows that didn't have lots of catchphrases, but was still hugely popular. Yeah. Was- and I think it's really difficult to name anything else. From that show? No, no, no. Other shows. Other that shows that, that were that big that didn't really. Because I would even say that Hello Newman or Newman, like. I wouldn't have thought of that one. That's like the only one. And it's not really like you listen, you hear it, you know what it is. But it's also someone's name on the show who is like mm-hmm. the bad character or not, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. The anti hero, not even the anti hero, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can't name any other show that, that was successful that didn't have an obvious uh, catchphrase. Did MASH have catchphrases? I didn't watch it enough to to know. I, we'll find out if it's on this list. Yeah. It might be on MASH, there. I don't know. But I do know that the lyrics to MASH yeah. um, that we found on a previous one, very, very sad. So sad. Um, go ahead and look it up if you know you want to be depressed. There's only uh, one way to find out, right? <laughs> I'm not going to play it again. Um, kiss my grits. What What is that from? Um, is that from reality TV? Mel's no. Diner. What is that? Flo Casterberry from Alice. Alice. I have no clue what the fuck that is. How old is this? That's list? an old show, dude. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I right. remember that one. Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. Which I don't remember that? Uh, that's a comedy that takes place in a POW camp in World War II. And the I know nothing thing was the dumb German guard. That was his catchphrase. Oh, he when, was like, like something I know wrong. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the hell's going on here? Why are the prisoners allowed to do all this? I know nothing. Yeah. Okay. okay. I remember the show, but I don't remember. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I always wanted to read it. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. Ever right. since I was a kid. <laughs> uh, Nip it in the bud. Yeah. By that uh, show that hardly anyone watched. Um, I lived most of my life in North Carolina. And I have never watched that show. Really? My mom loves that show. She has like DVDs of that show. And um, well, as a kid being raised here, we would be sent out the house because someone's mom needed to watch Mayberry and you, you, you know, go play in the backyard now. Get out. Yeah. So we can watch the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. I would say only people in North Carolina watch that show. I don't think so. I'm only saying that because I know that there are a few people who've been on the show that listen to this podcast. Um. Two in in particular that are just really yelling at the the podcast right now because of how much they like that show. I can hardly wait till we review the Andy Griffith show so I can just dig in. Oh no! Um, the Petey Pablo of like that generation. <laughs> suit up from How I Met Your Mother, which I didn't really watch that. I thought there was a different one from that. Like, um, uh, yeah, wait for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, God. One. that one, right? I, I, all I know is the wait for it part. I don't know what comes after. <laughs> No, that's, legendary. That's all it is. Legendary. legendary. That's it. Legend. Yeah. Wait for it. Yeah. Uh, up your nose with a rubber hose. I don't even know what that's from, and I know that saying. Welcome back, Cotter. That's a really old show. What is that referencing? Is that is that like you're gonna? It's an insult. It... Oh, that's John Travolta was in that show, huh? Yeah, this was that, a, he was a master of ridiculous insults. By the way, have you seen him since he shaved his head? No. Yes, I did. Yeah, yes. I think I, should, I mentioned this in the podcast. Why does John Travolta come up on this podcast so much? I don't know. Yeah, he shaved his head. Looks really good with it. I like it a lot better. Um, what you're talking about, Willis? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that they could reboot that show? No. Probably not. 
It's like uh, it's got too much white savior like in it. Yeah, you know for sure. It's yeah, it's weird though. I'm sure that everything was meant well for this show. It just rubs me the wrong way. My best, my my favorite memory of what you're talking about, Willis, was when that actor was on The Simpsons, like way back in the day, and he threw out the catchphrase, and then like after that, he's like, "Jokes on her! I knew exactly what she was talking about." <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you got it, dude, from Full House. Was that even on the list? No. How was even you, on the, yes, how it was, was. Was it? Yes. Okay. It was what? on the list. Okay. All right. It All had right. a picture Good. of her okay. doing it. We're about to get real angry. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are like. Full House list. Um, out over. Oh, wait a minute. I think I have this on my list if I can find it, or on my audio. Um. Yeah, I think you did. Where? Where is it? I got to play it. Uh, oh, I guess I don't. Hmm. Oh, here it is. I swear you played one. Lucy, come on. Aha! But that's not the one I was looking for. But, Lucy, you've got a, some explaining to do. You've got some explaining to do. Yep. Um, could that be rebooted? That is it. Isn't it amazing? That show was so crazy popular. Yeah, my like, mom loved that one, too. Because well, Lucy Ball was hilarious. Yeah. For, yeah. for that for that area, era. And, I mean, they did some groundbreaking things on the show. And she was legit funny. And I feel like it was one of the first opportunities where a female um, got to be the uh, comedian in the show. Yeah, yeah that's where, true. I, I like that show. And I dressed up as her one Halloween. But no one knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one, it lost its chance to be rebooted. Uh, 30 years ago, right? Because we, we have these weird nostalgia spikes where we're mm-hmm. nostalgic for things yeah. that happened like 30 years before. So in the 80s, it was the 50s. Um, and, and nowadays, I guess, yeah. what is that? Uh, it's, the eight, the it's like 80s Stranger now? Things. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things coming back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for a short period of time, they did a 90s show. Yeah. What show? Or was it no, the 80s show? They did the 80s show in the 90s. Yeah. It was terrible. I, I, because it was the seventies show had just ended and they tried to do a spinoff and it was called that eighties show and it just failed miserably because no one was smoking weed. I think they were what too grown up to adult. I don't know. I think because marijuana wasn't popular in the eighties. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see that. It was a bad show. It was I just a bad watching show. watching a few episodes of it. Um, like, uh, so that seventies show, right? Yeah. It was not a great show, but all of the characters were um, just kids and the they happened to be within the 1970s as the setting, right? Yeah. The 80s show changed that formula and they took each one of the kids and made them a uh, caricature of people from that era. So there was like the punk girl. Oh, there was the yeah. guy who was like way into making money. Um, I can't remember the other characters on the show, but they all fit into like a 1980s stereotype. One was addicted to cocaine. I mean, I'm sure they would have addressed that had the show gone past like four episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was one dimensional. Two stereotypes. I wonder was, if any of those actors are famous now. They were from the 80s show. Uh, I mean, like the the punk girl, her name was like Tuesday or something. Mila. I don't <laughs> <laughs> don't do that again. Uh, I don't remember this at all. It wasn't the same people that was on that '70s show, so it was a different show, yeah, but yeah, on yeah, the yeah. same on premise. Show. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was based on the same premise, and that it took okay. place in a bygone era, right? Uh-huh. So ten years earlier. Yeah. Um, I have a photographic memory, and I can remember things so long as the photograph is in my album. Yeah. And I, I can remember, like, there was a plot of that show where someone like burned their hair with the straightening iron, mm. and they were like upset trying to figure out how to how to fix that, right? Yeah. But um, 
There were 13 episodes. 13. That's about one season, right? that far? Glenn Howerton, Tinsley Grimes. Glenn Howerton's famous. Is he? Yeah, he's on um, Always Sunny. Oh, wow. I may have met him once. May have, if you're you had not a sure. Fo- if you have a photography, wait, <laughs> wouldn't you remember? Uh, <laughs> if you have a photographic. No, I, I can't remember which one it is, but one of the people from that <laughs> show no oh, that's was, uh, it's okay. not Glenn Howerton. It's uh, oh, his picture the other guy, so uh, Mac. Oh, um, uh-huh. That guy was illegally a resident at a dorm at um, uh, a university in New York City. And we went to visit is Fordham University, right? So okay. in his bio, he lived there for a year, yeah. attending classes, not paying for tuition or anything like that. And he didn't get found out until at the end, someone ratted him out because he was uh, like on a, um, uh, he was cast in a play. Uh-huh. And they were like, dude, you can't get the part that I wanted to get because you don't even go to this school. And like, that's how he got. You don't even out. go here. But my friends and I, we went down to Fordham University and were illegally um, brought into the dorm as well. And like we hung out there it was for uh, Columbus Day weekend okay. in 1997. OK. Um, and I remember later hearing back. Like, oh, you remember that guy that we met down there? Turns out he didn't even go to that school. And, like, he got kicked out. And we're like, oh, what? Weird. Yeah, weird, right? Why was he doing that? Uh, Because he was just, like, he had that kind of an attitude, right? He was right? a grifter. <laughs> yeah, why, why wouldn't he do that, you know? So he was just hanging out, going to classes. But he was, was he, he was doing, like, classwork and getting grades, or? I believe so. That's amazing. Yeah. Not on their roster at all. No, he was like, this is a scam. I'm not paying $40,000 a year to go to Fordham. I'll just go and like learn stuff or whatever and now hang out. and all do you know, that. He, he kept the grift up for a long time. Let's all just show up at college and not yeah. pay for it. So now uh, you can add him. Yeah. I'm going to add you. Also, the, so all these people are are still doing, well, most of them are still doing TV. The, uh, I don't know. How do you pronounce that name? Chyler? Shyler. Oh, man. Skyler? C H Y L E R. Kyler? Kyler? I don't Kyler. Know. I don't know. I mean, it, it shouldn't be a surprise that I can't pronounce it correctly, but she's in Supergirl. So, all these people who are in the 80s show, that just proves that. Is she Supergirl? Is she? No, but she's in, um, let's see. She's on the show, though. Is Alex s- Danvers. Wait, huh. look, she's from North Carolina. Yep, she's from Charlotte. Wait a minute. Isn't Alex. Isn't that's. No. Oh, oh, I see. Alex Danvers. That's the, is that the, um, I recognize her. I can't think of what her, yeah. Okay. There she is. There, um, but I still don't know what she plays in Supergirl, but it looks like she's a very serious woman. You, I should, I'm kind of a comic book person, so you'd think I know, but I don't. She's also in, she's from the Arrow universe. So DC, guys, I just don't, I don't read DC anymore, sorry. Um, ba, ba, ba. How did we get on this 80s show? <laughs> hey, it's an interesting tangent. <laughs> commercials. What commercial catchphrases do you think of right away? I feel like. The cereal brands that were advertised towards children had the oh, best catchphrases. Okay, Chris. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They're great. Yeah, this would have come up on our cereal episode too because we talked did. about some of these. Like, um, are they slogans? Except for kids, they're slogans. They're slogans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, what about this? Bump, bump, bump. Green giant. Is yeah. that one, <laughs> or is that just that's a jingle? That's just the jingle. Yeah, that's their short, quippy song that makes it memorable. Like plop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Mm-hmm. Does Geico have a? Is Budweiser from the nineties? Uh, is that catchphrase? Totally. Okay. The um the frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great so, catchphrase. And uh, what was the one that they had? Uh, was that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know what? You can tell a good catchphrase is if you groan as soon as someone says it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure what's, that goes down in the marketing meetings. What's well, the Hump Day thing for? Remember that a camel? Yeah. The that's a, like a recent ad. Yeah, it's Hump Day. I'm. That's a Geico. Geico is just all failed catchphrases. You know what's worse than Geico on TV? Geico on radio. Unless they want to sponsor the podcast in which (laughs) we'll edit that out. (laughs) Because they do sponsor podcasts. Imagine it's like ransom advertising. (laughs) Just bash your product and then like, hey, you give us some money. We'll edit it out. (laughs) Oh, wow. You might be blackmail. (laughs) Blackmail. Um, So movies. Okay. Okay. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Is that? I think so, right? Uh, the summoning of Beetlejuice? I don't know if that's a catchphrase, uh, but Beetlejuice had a lot of quotable lines. He said... Uh, it's showtime. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. It's mm-hmm. showtime. <laughs> he also said, nice fucking model in a PG movie. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't remember that. Uh, the Goonies. Hey, you guys. Hey, you... Yes. <laughs> yes. I can tell you as a tubby man and a fat child... That uh, that um, that and the truffle shuffle from the Goonies kind of followed me my entire life. Well, hey, you guys was Sloth's catchphrase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the truffle shuffle was a way to fat shame Chunk. Yeah. Beyond just calling him Chunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How There's are you going to reboot the Goonies? Because I heard they were. How are you yeah, going to do that too. and not fat shame? That's been a rumor for a long time. I think they're probably just going to have to include the fat shaming in it and then give um, the uh, overweight character an opportunity to be a hero and yeah. to show that, like, mm-hmm. overweight kids aren't disadvantaged and they can be great friends and just as good at everything as, as other kids can. Yeah. Like, so stop making Camp fun of them. 1 and 2, which was an actual show, like, movie, Gosh. Fat Whoa. Camp. Oh, man. Um, I was always fat as a kid, so I remember these like maybe better than others, but like the, the truffle shuffle, man, like I remember in California growing up, there were definitely like kids who tried to get me to do the truffle shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because it's so awkward and humiliating. I mean, that scene in the movies, it, it's painful, but like they won't let the kid in the house until (laughs) he lifts his shirt and goes and like jiggles his like entire front chest yeah. around. That's yeah. the thing is just because it's mean doesn't mean it's not funny. It just well, means it shouldn't be funny. Also, like, that's how kids really are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Kids oh, wait. Buttholes. Yeah. If, I, is, if there's something different about you, a kid is going to, our president is going, our kid is going to, <laughs> uh, good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. I didn't yeah. put that on because I knew we would talk about it. Really? I didn't even think about it until I saw it on, really? until I saw it on this list. Good morning, Vietnam. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> no, that's a good one because that was a written to be a catchphrase for the character in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that was his catchphrase as his radio personality right. in the movie. 
and not just like a catchphrase written for the character to exist outside of the movie. Yeah, it was manufactured. Catchphrase within a catchphrase. Whoa. Yeah. It's like a... Uh, Inception catchphrase. Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> Oh, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. That's yep. good. Let's go lower. This is a very long list. Let's see where we go. Okay. Oh, that'll do, pig. Mm-hmm. May the force be with you. Holy shit. That's it. I didn't it. say that one. Yeah. That is, I think, the most, one of the most iconic catchphrases easy. And the one above that, live, live long, long and, and prosper. prosper. Yeah. Yep. Really? Hasta la vista, baby, over I'll be back? I'll be back. It's better because I'm it sure crosses into other movies. You know what? It's probably also on the list, though. Don't you think it's, uh, that's a over. long list. It's probably up there. It's 150. I went all the way. It's over, Johnny? I don't think. I don't remember that. No. Nah. What's that from? Uh, first, first blood. blood. I don't even know what that is. Oh, uh, Rambo. First Rambo, blood. Yeah. It says. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is not a good accident. At all. <laughs> that was Arnold. If Arnold were in uh, uh, First Blood, they're close. I just can't do it. Now you guys know that uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was supposed to be in The Predator. Oh, it wouldn't be the as same. the Predator. As the Predator. <laughs> as Shut the up. Predator. I am one hundred percent serious about this. About no, this is real. So when they were casting the Predator, the original set designs had the Predator be like an insect-like monster, okay, who was going to be you know using the invisibility thing. So he had a red suit in order to blue screen them against a green background. They, they had to do go this red. It's really well. Well, so yeah. there at that time. Jean-Claude was just trying to make a name for himself, and he gets this opportunity. He gets the call. He's like, dude, you're going to play the antagonist against Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's like, you know, I, I can't do his accent, but they're like, yeah, he's, he's pumped about it. Okay. And he shows up for the test screenings. He's already signed the contract. He's in. He's on board. And they bring out the costume, and he's like, what? It's going to cover my entire face? They're like, yeah, dude, this is an alien. You know, you're going to have like this like mantis head on top of you. Uh, No one's going to have any idea who you are. We just want someone, you know, athletic uh, who can like run really fast in this thing and be menacing. And like Jean-Claude is heartbroken. (gasps) He just wanted to be known as. Oh, yeah. He wanted to make it. And, and, you know, so he goes out there and he he does the camera test. So you can look it up online. There are camera tests of him running around in a ridiculous foam red matte costume through the jungle doing like, you know, jumps and dives and like getting low and all the sort of stuff. And they look at the footage and they're like, this is terrible. (laughs) This is never going to work. This is not scary. This is stupid. We need to go a different direction. We need to have someone that's like scarier than Arnold, not more agile than Arnold. You know, so let's go with the guy that, you know, played Chewbacca and let's make a giant like crazy costume. And and that's how it's going to work out. Oh, weird. The best thing that's ever happened to Jean-Claude Van Damme is not being the Predator. Yeah, it sounds like it was. The best thing to happen to Predator is Jean-Claude Van Damme not being the Predator. It's like the best of best case for both worlds. Right. I think the Predator is Arnold's best movie. It's got a lot of good line, like catchphrases in it, too. Um, I prefer his comedy work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a tumor. I, I like him as a uh, politician. After all, tomorrow is another day. Gone with the wind. I, I don't remember that one. Yeah. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night. The Truman Show. I don't know. Feed me, Seymour. I do not. Okay. Know. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Reading this one makes me want to puke. Sounds like somebody's got a case of Mondays, which people still say at my work. People still say that in a lot of places. The the whole point of that catchphrase was to be a cringeworthy catchphrase. Yeah. Because, you know, his neighbor was like, I believe if someone said that to me, I'd punch them in the face or something like that, right? (laughs) Like, that was the reaction everyone was supposed to have. You're supposed to feel terrible when he says it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Music. 
I've got a list of what um, YouTube told me was the top 10 most catchphrasey songs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to hear this. Are you familiar with the motto with Drake featuring Lil Wayne? That's where YOLO came. I was going to ask, is that YOLO? Yeah. That's where the YOLO. Everybody was saying that one for a while. Mm -hmm. It was even in the Trolls movie. YOLO. YOLO. So that comes in number 10. Number nine, fuck the police, which I have to, uh, I have to say, I can't believe that's not much higher. Yeah. Cause whenever I think police, I think the band uh-huh. and then I think fuck the police. Well, that's what they accused those um, workers at, I want to say like a Bojangles in North Carolina of saying oh. like in front of those like cops. And- no, they wrote something on their, um, with frosting on their bowberries or whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking of something different. I know oh, the bowberry okay. one. You do this know This was that from one. like a couple of years ago. Did you still oh. eat the bowberry biscuit if you're a cop? It is a bowberry biscuit. I mean, I'd hate to see a bowberry go to waste. Yeah, it would need to be a strawberry. No, bowberry. no bowberries <laughs> left behind. Oh God, um, sexy and I know it. Yeah, LMF, yeah. Uh Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Sure. <laughs> that did they have another song? Yeah, LMFAO. They got a lot of songs. That, that shuffle yeah. song, shuffle the the. Um, do, 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 do. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That uh, one. You just had to do that. I know. I that know. is that no. catchphrase. Uh, and they also had that one that was like shots, 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 shots. Oh yeah! God, they're awful. You know, one of those guys like uh, they're the who the, let the dogs out of our generation of this. They generation. had three songs. One of them was like like our age. Like one of them was like a teen, and one of them was like in his like late thirties. And they really? both look kind yeah. of like ageless. This one's the other guy's like uncle or cousin or something. Shut the fuck up. No, like, so I worked at a company where the CEO really liked that song to the point where when we had like an open house, we had to make a sign that said shuffle this way to get people to go up to uh, like where the party was. I just okay? puked all I know, over. I know, it's bad. Wait a minute. I- so I know that it's Red Foo and Sky Blue are the names of the two guys who are in that band, but I can't tell you which one is like the old guy and which one is the young guy. Without seeing their pictures. I feel like Sky Blue is like the younger one. Red Foo is the older one. That's what I'm going to go. What are you guessing? I, I think they both sound like idiots. <laughs> they're rich as hell. I and know. They, have like, they um, are actually. They're probably really smart. Well, I think, I think one of them actually has like, or since they're related, they might both actually have like old school Motown connections. Like they're related to someone who was in like the golden era of making Motown music. Again, this is Wikipedia what, like whole. Like break into the scene or what? Uh, yeah. 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 That's how, that's how you, you know, that's one of the opportunities that can be opened if you are blood related to someone who's a music icon. You got connections. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? Uh, Baja men. Yes. Um, yes. Which I, it took me a very long time to realize that that song is about ugly women. <laughs> I did not know. I didn't know that either. That's no. what it's about. Who let the dogs out is like, like they were at the club and one of them was like, cause they're Caribbean. Mm. I was, man, I'm not going to do a Caribbean accent. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's probably not appropriate, right? Probably not. No. Okay. Um, who let the dogs out? If I you know, like, <laughs> that's like the only, and you could do Arnold and not be offensive. Yeah. I like it better like that. <laughs> who let the dogs out? All of a sudden, I like this. Um, but yeah, no, it's a horrible because it's about like them saying who let the ugly women into the club. That's like that Post Malone's song where he says like, 
you know, I'm so rich. I've got so, so much awesome alcohol. I'll even give the ugly girl a sip. Oh, yeah. That's so mean. She's like, why not? I got plenty. She can have some. Wow. <laughs> um, so here's the first, no, second song on the, on this list that I think is good. Obviously sexy. And I know it was the first, um, born to be wild. Steppenwolf. Yeah. Born to be wild. Catchphrase. Was it co-opted by born to be bad? Born, born to be bad. Which song? It was bad to the bone. Sorry, bad to the bad to the bone. The day I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That born to be bad. Born to be wild is okay. Then all the single ladies. So single ladies put a ring on it. Beyonce definitely number four. Getting jiggy with it. Yeah. Okay. Number three, I have Snoop here, so that must mean that it was drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, that definitely. Number two, Young MC. Shit. What song would you did Young MC do? Um, it takes two. Is that it? Yeah. It takes two to make a thing go right, and they had another one too. Oh, yeah. Busta move. move. That's it. That's there we go. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then number one. Awesome. If you guys have, you, did you guys read? Do, if I were to say what number one was, I cheated. Did you, guess it? Did you see it? Yeah, I okay. saw it. Well, okay. Amanda, can you guess what a number one catchphrase from a song is? I saw it too. Oh, okay. oh well, fuck. Well, it deserved to be number one. It was a good one. Can't touch this. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but too legit to quit. Also. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I use too legit to quit in the fifth grade quite often. <laughs> um, we definitely would try to do the like thing with our fingers. I, I liked it how that whole song was an attack on Michael Jackson. The whole video was because, you know, MC Hammer challenged Michael Jackson to a dance competition and he never showed up. And so that's why at the end of the too legit to quit video, you see a rhinestone gloved hand pantomime the too legit to quit motion you have a lot of backstory that i've never heard on a lot of things it's real shit yeah (laughs) it's real shit that's That's your that's your new catchphrase we've done tv music movies is there anything else about catchphrases that we need to go over before we play some games can i take a bathroom break let's take a bathroom break not on air (laughs) You don't have a jar. We're going to follow, we're gonna follow <laughs> Let me you. get you that Gatorade right. bottle. I'm leaving all this in. Before we play <laughs> games, let's have a bathroom break. <laughs> this game is called Fix That Catchphrase. I'm going to play some action movie music. I Googled action movie music, and I'm just going to hit play. I've sent you two very well-known catchphrases from movies. I want you to reshape this catchphrase. So it's saying the same thing without you saying what the catchphrase literally is, right? So if I were to say, uh, my spider senses is tingly, as Neil said um, minutes ago, I have diarrhea is what he would replace it with. (laughs) But I feel weird is probably like what I would say. I don't know. Anyways, that's the game. We're going to start with Neil now. I've arrived to eat popcorn and throw down, and I'm all out of popcorn. <laughs> so what's the original one? Uh, I know that I do this. Oh, <laughs> 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 
yelling at me right now. Want uh, me to give you a hint? You want me to give you a hint? <laughs> this music really makes me want to, you know. Oh my god. Ghost like that. What? They Live is the movie it's from. I want to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. It's from what? Is it from They Live? Yeah, so I would love to see a remake of They Live. I feel like that's one of John Carpenter's movies that, like... It's not what I was thinking. It's, it's, it's a cool movie. I feel like the message in it is even more relevant today than it was in the 1980s when it came out. And it's one of those ones where the budget wasn't there to make it uh, as grand, I think, as he wanted it to, to be. So I would love to see a remake of that one. They yeah. reboot everything and remake everything these days. Remake They Live, please. That's one of the things then where, you know, like the when I was doing the quiz where like, I know what that phrase is, but I didn't know where it came. It, it's like yeah. ended into other things and I don't know where the original source it's was. It's been spoofed so many times. That's a fucking amazing movie. Well, Anyways, the other ones out. are much, other ones are much easier. So back to the game, Amanda. Okay, so uh, free the terrifying creature. <laughs> <laughs> Release the beast. Unleash the beast. Release the beast. Release is right. Release the kraken. S. Yeah. What is unleash the beast from? Is that like a slogan for something? Maybe like Red Bull or something. Monster Energy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. The beast. Yeah, maybe it is for more Mom. trucks. I don't know. <laughs> Four locos. Um. Whoops. I just opened the wrong thing. Neil. It's my turn now. Yep. James Bond. How do you really change that? Though? You can't. <laughs> no, I, I am Bond, James Bond. You can't be like. <laughs> you could say it like uh, uh, like Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> there was a drop in this action music, so this is really good. This is a perfect time for you to do yours. He hauled, bitch. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Good job. Yeehaw, oh, bitch. <laughs> That's a better catchphrase. Yeehaw is better than yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> Saying yippee when you're trying to be tough is kind of, yeah, it kind of messes it up. I mean, think about what the bad guy asks him right there. Sorry to cut you off, but he but he basically says, like, uh, hey, cowboy, do you think you can really beat us? And then he's like, yippee kaya yay motherfucker. Like, I, of all of the cowboy things to say, yeah. Yeah. that is, like, the least cowboy. Yeah. Well, those peak one-liner in, like, action movies. Those peak, peak action movies. What I would like to see is yeehaw bitch worked into, like, one of those Thursday night prime made-for-HBO action movies that would come on at 11 p.m. at that same time. Oh, like where Snakes on a Train? Exactly. Oh, like you yeah, could definitely use it in there. Yeah. What would the Die Hard uh, USA uh, made for USA movie be called? Not, it would be. They already had one called Hard to Kill. Yeah. Difficult I, to be deceased. <laughs> I watched, so I watched this. I, I don't remember who the talk show host was. Maybe it was Jimmy Fallon, but he had on this, this German guy, and they talked about how. Uh, he, you know, in Germany, he at, the host asked him if in Germany people are offended when American movies always make these German, you know, villains. And he was like, no, I mean, that seems 
legit to us. We were like, yes, okay, we're bad people, sure. They totally own it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah. And they started talking about, obviously, the guy, Hans Gruber, from Die Hard. And he said that the translation for that movie that, you know, you can't really say die hard, so they call it die very slowly <laughs> over there. That's what it's called instead of die hard. Like, but he's not dying very slowly. Right. He's like, we don't really have a term for, like, what that means to die hard, so we just call it die very slowly. <laughs> like, well, that makes, that really changes the so you whole You think that, like, the, if you're German and you're watching that movie, you literally think that at the end, yeah. McLean is going to die. Somebody. Oh, yeah, they got to the part where he's stepping on the glass. He's very going to die slowly now. Bleeding out over it was, time. Uh, being held from the building, I really thought <laughs> since it was the end of the film that he would fall and die because the name of the film is Die Slowly. Okay, let's go. We went on this little tent. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to turn the action music back on. I am Garner. <laughs> <laughs> I am Batman. I am the knight. Oh, I could see where you got that, but no. <laughs> We are uh, Sparta. There yes. you go. Okay. Um. Can we do mine now? Yes. Yeah. Say aloha to these acquaintances. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Say hola. I said aloha. Aloha. I said hola. No, I didn't just translate it. Say it in like. Okay, I thought you just translated it. Using a Hawaiian word with that accent. Uh, Say (laughs) aloha to all of these acquaintances. It really changes the feeling too, because then you're like, I'm going to put a lay on you and. You're being cordially greeted. Thank you for playing. I think we renamed it Yeehaw. Thank you for playing Yeehaw, bitches. We're going to do that again. Are you guys ready to rank? And review uh-huh. catch phrases. <laughs> you have to say you have to say catchphrase for yes. Neither of you can do it. Yeehaw, bitches. Hey, there, there you go. <laughs> hey, we said both versions. Yeah. Yay. On a scale of one. Yeah. Neil, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the honor of giving me the scale of one to ten. One, one being say the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and 10 being. Um, what was one of my favorite catchphrases? Um, That's what I'll she said. Back. I'll be back. Catchphrases to me, five. I don't do fives much, I don't think. But But I think that there is enough bad to pull it down, but enough necessity mm-hmm. to pull it up. Because okay. an action film without a good catchphrase to me, just not worthy enough. Like, and I live in the, like the '90s. To me, like no one, you cannot have an action film like that has been made in the '90s. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect mix of death and corniness, mm-hmm. and you, we just don't have it anymore. We just have comic movies, which I love, but are not action films. We don't really have action films anymore. We have The Rock in films, and I like The Rock, okay, but to me, it's still not like. There's not enough death anymore. That's not something you hear people say often. No, I mean, there's not enough death anymore. Well, we've been, we're so sensitive to like some things and so desensitized to others. And somehow like, like gratuitous violence is gone. Well, it's, it's been replaced, right? 
it's been polarized. CGI explosions. So that's right. It's been it's been replaced by comic book movies where sure there's violence and action, but it's all cartoony and it's really hard to suspend your disbelief in it. Mm-hmm. And then ones that are ultra like realistic, like the Bourne series, where like you know. Mm-hmm. It feels like it could be real, and maybe that guy really did get stabbed with a pen six times in the arm and, and pushed out a window or whatever. Yeah, or even worse. Yeah, like horror porn, like the Saw movies. Ugh, that's oh, yeah. that's a different tangent, though. So that's why it's five for me. Mm-hmm. Is it like I love it, but then there's TV sitcoms. I'd like to play a game. Yeah. Okay. That's the catchphrase from Saw. Yeah, I think I'm about I'm about where you are too because a lot of a lot of things the reason they stick with you is you know a good memory of the show or the movie or the song or whatever it is and not necessarily the phrase itself so it's still still fun and you can have some good times with it but it's not necessarily like necessary all the time mm-hmm. it's not necessarily necessary <laughs> why did I say that also probably the name of our podcast yeah definitely um one to ten? Uh, yeah, four. I would say a four or a five. You got to give me a number. Okay. I have to? Yeah. Okay, I'll do five then. Okay. Neil? Uh, I think that there's, there's a, like, catchphrases, you know, they, they they come from two different places. Like, like some of the things we've talked about as catchphrases on the show are actually, like, one-liners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where that character may have only said that one time, and because it was such a well-delivered line at just mm-hmm. the right moment— People pick it up as viewers, as the audience, and we use it as a catchphrase because we can make an easy joke with it, right? Mm -hmm. And then there are other ones that are written to be catchphrases where they're like, you know, this character is going to say, I've got a bad feeling about this. Like every time, you know, Mm -hmm. something looks like it's going south and like, you know, that's that character's catchphrase and we know. Exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that they're – it's both like a weak, easy joke and it's like a really – limp writing technique. It's a really mm. limp way of building a character. So for me, I give it like a three. I don't like catchphrases. I've used them. I've certainly heard them. I've been mm-hmm. overwhelmed by them. I don't like them. Okay. All right, then. See, I, t- I, I talk to um, not that many people in a day, so I don't hear them that much, I think. Probably more than I realize. Yeah, but they're they're just part of like... I don't think zeitgeist is the right word, but it's like just, it's like such a part of our society, catchphrases. They do become ingrained. They're, they're important, overly important. It's part of our culture. It's like a strong part of our culture. Mm -hmm. So let's see where it goes on the let's review everything list. While we're doing this, Neil is going to figure out what we'll be reviewing next time on let's review everything. Um, Also, have I used all these? Oh, yeah, I did that. Where do we start on this list? It's a pretty long list uh, um, at this point. So go towards something that has like cultural slang. Okay. I think that's a good place. Oh, hold on, hold on. I don't know if I'd start there because I feel like that's where it might land there. Yeah. Well, it's too late, Neil. We are. <laughs> okay. Well, we can start at like Re- Nick TV then. All right. You want to start that's... at Nick TV? Okay. All right. Nick TV. Uh huh. Better or worse? Well, wait, no, no, no. So I got to get in the right frame of mind because better or worse is the wrong way to look at this. More important okay. to the existence of humans 
yes catchphrases, unfortunately, are. I think they're more saturated. Yeah, every Nicktoon had it. Or am I supposed to be quiet during this part? Well, I mean, <laughs> you, uh, we're supposed to ignore you. If you want to talk, you can. It's okay I mean, but to your, your points, Your points will be totally <laughs> ignored. Um, All right, so bring it up. Star Trek. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Keep going. Pizza. Now, here's where we start to hit a dilemma. <laughs> Is it really? So, catchphrases. The world without catchphrases. Catchphrases are kind of like... One one with culture. Catchphrases is more pervasive than pizza. What does pizza do? It's good. Yeah, but remove pizza and, and something else takes its place. Mm. I don't think I think it's very difficult to remove catchphrases from our culture. Okay, so go up to arcade games. I think the same thing here. Keep going cereal. Keep going. Dinosaurs. Why is dinosaurs so low on the list? I feel like dinosaurs it used to be to- a lot higher. I feel like we need to reassess the importance of dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, there was one where you you said to bring it down. It did eventually get brought down. It brought, got brought down it a got lot. got brought down. Um, What's above dinosaur? Condiments? Condom- oh, wait a minute. So, yes, catchphrases are more important than condiments. So, sorry, dinosaurs. Water sports? Yeah, they're more important than water sports. Water sports bring people together. What's the world without water sports? <laughs> What's the world without catchphrases? The world without catchphrases is that no one repeats. Mm. Brett. Oh, that'd be okay. Yeah. But like, I think that it's entertainment though. To It, it does bring people together, much like water sports does. <laughs> yeah, well, it's something people can relate to each other about. It's a way to relate to each other, saying some of these things. All right, Amanda, I'm going to let you lead this conversation. Convince me slang one way or the other. No, I I think it belongs somewhere right along with slang, but I I don't think it's more important than slang or maybe because, I mean, slang is. Slang's really similar, but it has way more effect on on the culture in general. Slang is part of human language, like language becomes real because of slang. Yeah. Sometimes slang gets added to the dictionary over time because it becomes. I can tell, I can just feel Neil. I just know you want to jump in. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to get you, give you your Neil moment. I'm, we're going to put, I think we're putting it under slang. Let's see what you, what do you want to say about, I think slang would exist in small, isolated pockets of people without media. But I'm going to ask you, hmm. would catchphrases exist without dinosaurs? Media. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anything on this list would that's related to human life. Yeah, uh, park ones wouldn't. But would 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 catchphrases exist without some kind of media behind it? Television is above. We've got television in number nineteen, or no, eighteen. We haven't done. There's some other ones on the list that are media, right? That we haven't done yet. Yeah. Okay. Catchphrases rely on media to propel them, whereas slang is independent. Which I think gives slang one up. So yeah, I think I think we're in the right place. I guess it's good we didn't start directly at. <laughs> like, well, right here. Good job, guys. So we're done. Thank you. <laughs> of course, I don't know how um, interesting that conversation was, but whatever. Uh, such is podcasting. The new number um, twenty-three. Oh, we're going to do something that uh, we got suggested to. Someone suggested for me to do this. On the podcast. So we're going to do it for the first time here. 
So I, I got, exciting. I'm going to, I got to get it ready. I got to get it ready. Okay, here we go. We'll get this. Put that over here. A little bit of that, a little bit of this. I'm building it. I'm making a cake. Add a little here. You know, put a little finish of love. I'm going to mix it around a bowl. I'm going to wait for um, the Flash to go. The new number 23. Catchphrases. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. No, no, no. Not really. This is a really good clapping effect. I feel like a lot better about our choice all of a sudden. Don't you? Yeah. We really nailed it. All right. Um, okay. Thanks. Sit down. We're going we're gonna to finish the show. All right. Neil, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. What are we going to be reviewing? I hate math, but there's this statistics problem that has me geeking out. It's a question that seems really, really simple. Now I'm but in, it's no, 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 now me. I want to know. What and not just about. me. It has statistics. Thousands. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I would just there's no math. Neil, what are we going to be reviewing on a future episode of Let's Review Everything? Has anyone suggested tobacco yet? Oh, God, no. We're going to have to fucking do tobacco. We have alcohol that no one wants to do. All right, I'm going to put tobacco on here, but I'm also going to put you on the spot to pick something that people are going to want to review. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have so many things that people are like, I do not want to review that. Um, So tobacco's on on the list. Right, so what's choice number two? Choice number two. Roller coasters. Fuck yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Tobacco on roller coasters. <laughs> that's how you start a fire. Actually, that's just how you lose a cigarette. Yeah. Definitely. All right. That's great. Um, someone gets their eye burned. Amanda, week over week. Thank you for being here. As usual, you're the yin to my yang. It's a joy. Um, that was so sarcastic. <laughs> Uh, I really meant it. So I think everyone knew this was coming. Tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Find us on all the social medias, um, or don't, and review us unless you didn't like this, and then don't. Wouldn't it be weird if you listened to the whole thing and hated it? Do people hate listen podcasts? I bet you they don't. No, they don't. They do not. They just turn it off. Exactly. Or they listen to fresh air. Um. So thanks again. And remember, do I ever do a remember and a catchphrase? Holy shit. What's the catchphrase to end this? We need to come up with a catchphrase to end this podcast. For like every time? Yeah. That's what we're going to do now. We're going to, this the end of every podcast. We're going to have a catchphrase because of this episode. Yours is woot woot. I don't want that to really be mine. It's already done. It's too late. You've done woot woot too many times for it not to be. And I think mine is actually, which I think says a lot about me, um, too much mansplaining. Whenever I think mansplaining, I also think um, manscaping. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you can only mansplain manscape. You can't manscape mansplain. Sure. I hope not. Um, so, what, what if I had to end the podcast? All right. So, what what is the character of this podcast? How does how does what is the catchphrase that? Don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> Don't believe anything you hear on Let's Review Everything. That was good. 
See you next time. Bye-bye.